Hello and welcome to another episode of Ashley Hayden's Political Breakdown, a show that is utterly pointless, uh, but it's not even worth a listen to, really, unless you're into politics. Uh, but, you know, have some fun. Uh, my guests this week are... Ariane Shireen, an author and comedy writer. And... Will Preston, comedian. Fantastic. That's, I mean, you're, being, you're, you're being very loose with the term comedian there, aren't you, Will? <laughs> um, sorry, that was very mean to start off with. It's on brand for you, right. isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first story I want to start with is uh, private schools. Uh, this week, private schools have uh, challenged plans to widen access to the most uh, selective universities in England, warning that it could uh, lead to discrimination against young people on the basis of the class that they were born into. Now, first off, should there be... Uh, should you... Should there be rules to allow more working class and uh, lower class people into universities that are more selective? Well, I've had this conversation uh, with a good man, a mate of mine called Ed, uh, because of course, obviously we want more people to have access to better education, but without being too generalising, without being too class elitist, there are, and I, and I speak from experience as well, there are members of the working class uh, when you go through school who are just utterly disruptive in school, aren't they? Yeah, but they're not going to get the grades to get into these schools. No, no, no. no what? They aren't. I thought you meant you want more working class people in these schools, so... Yeah, but yeah, but if yeah. you're going to get into Oxford mm. or Cambridge, you still need the grades. They're not going to have someone who did, who's got, like, shit GCSEs and then go, oh, we're just going to put you into Oxford. That's, that's not, oh, right, that's not what meant, anyone's plan is. I thought you meant this, uh, like, primary, secondary school level. You're no, this about. is uh, uh, universities. Universities, my bad. Yeah, this okay. is what the plans are. Uh, private schools are disliking. What are your thoughts on this? So, recap. Private schools are saying that access should not be widened yes. to um, people from working class backgrounds. Well, it, it, shouldn't, you, it, shouldn't be, um, uh, it shouldn't be moved to try to get more working class people in. It should be just left how it is if some people get in then at the moment, it's six times more likely if you've gone to a private school or you're from one of the wealthier parts of the UK, of England, to get into these better schools. You know, the Russell, the Russell Group schools, Oxford and Cambridge. Now, what they're working towards, and the uh, Office of Students are working towards plans that would hopefully alleviate this to mean that it is going to be easier for working class children, children from... Uh, uh, poorer backgrounds to have the opportunity to get into these schools. Right. So uh, the same with like work uh, to try to make sure that uh, like the BBC and diversity and everything else, they're trying to get more diversity quotas into universities. Is this right, wrong, indifferent? Does anyone care? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, there's an argument for whether there should even be private schools, isn't there? Mm. I mean, uh, yes. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, that's a, that's a whole uh, different thing. If you're going to have private schools, should private schools be allowed to be considered charities? No. Ah. No. no, no, no. Why not? Because they get all these tax benefits and yeah. perks that... Um, it's, it's the same with, like, various religions that get tax benefits and perks, and they shouldn't get that yeah. because they're not charities and they're not, you know, they're not necessarily working for the greater good. Um, mm -hmm. You think a lot of religious institutions are quite homophobic and um, quite racist in their own way um, and um, suppress uh, minorities and like the most vulnerable in society, women who 
women who want abortions and gay people, etc. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> I don't think that they should get uh, tax cuts, and I don't think that private schools should get tax cuts either. Um, I don't think they should get all the the benefits of being a charity because they're not a charity. No, I mean, I, I, I make you right. I mean, one of the things that I like the most about this is when the private schools have come out, because this is from the uh, headmasters and headmistresses uh, conference, uh, and their concerns, their members' concerns, is that they say um, they don't think it would lead to discrimination against young people on the basis of the class they were born into. Now, do we not already have discrimination for these elite schools on the basis of the class they were born into. Well, of course. Mm. I mean, we have... Um, the poorest people in society are the most disadvantaged. I've just written a book called How to Live to 100, um, and it states that uh, the poorer you are, um, the, more, the lower your social class, uh, the less likely you are to live a long life. Yeah. The more likely you are to die early. Um, it's, I mean, you're, you're 100% correct. I would counter that by saying, should we allow people to live that long? <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we're currently at a point where we've got uh, an aging population along, uh, uh, around a lot of the Western first world countries. And we're going to get to a point, especially like of China, the mm. UK, Germany, aging populations we're not going to be able to afford anything for them, the care that they require. Mm. So should we not just kill everyone at, say, 70? <laughs> That's like an understandable Logan's run, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it, it's, I mean, if you, if you kill everyone at 70 or 75, yeah. then you're going to, it's going to help the economy, help production. Everyone's going to have a job because people aren't going to stay there forever. Let, let people retire at, say, 50, and then they've got 20 years to enjoy their retirement. Kill them. No, no. <laughs> I mean, economically, it's a very sound idea. N I mean, morally, <laughs> it's got issues. <laughs> well, also, bear in mind that most people do not lead lifestyles mm. that will <laughs> mean that they live past 80 at the moment. Well, I mean, what's, the, uh, what's the average... Um, uh, average... Is 60 something, isn't it? No, no, no. No, it's, it's about... Yeah, it's, it's uh, late 70s for men and early 80s for women. Women live longer because they're less stupid. I mean, I, uh, that's... I mean, I'm just Fair. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got that, and also the fact that men, if they've spent enough time with women, want to die. Um, well, men, men actually... Kind of come across on a prick there. ...are less likely to uh, live a short life if they're married, and that's because women nag them into eating better. Yes, and, and going to the living doctor. correctly. I, I can I can agree with that. Are you I'm married? Not, I'm not being that. Well, I'm about to be married. But <laughs> I'm already being healthier ever since doing it. But no nagging, just uh, subversive behaviour. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I mean, what's what's been? I mean, if we if we go back to uh, the private school and university, the interesting bit that we've seen is since 2015, you've had the um, release of the cap space. Because there used to be a cap space in university uh, places. 2015, that was taken away. And so there's been a big expanse of uh, university places in a majority of universities, except the absolute high, the absolute echelons, who are still keeping to where they have been uh, for a while. There's been a very small uh, increase, but nothing substantial. So is going to these universities as important as 
uh, it would seem in society. Because now we've got, I mean, let's have a look at all, everyone in power. Uh, the people who get the, the most opportunities, they tend to go to the Russell Group universities, yeah. the Oxford, Cambridges. Yeah, it's, it, a lot of those places, it's like they're breeding leaders, aren't they? I mean, Eton especially. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a Russell Group. Um, I should have done my homework before coming here. Um, I think leading on to that, um, not enough people are doing uh, apprenticeships and trades. Not enough people are being influenced or um, encouraged to do it. I think a lot the from Mark, from what I've seen, a lot of people are told, "Oh yeah, yeah, get a degree, then you'll be fine." And it's like, what about what about th- things that don't require a degree? I mean, I have a degree, and my brother's a carpenter, and he's getting along just fine and learning a trade, and that's valuable and getting work. And I, yeah, what do you do your degree in? <laughs> Media studies and entertainment technology. Yeah, I mean, let's let's not take you as an example then. <laughs> I mean, good God in heaven! Now, what, a, what a waste of money and time you are, to society. <laughs> that is just utterly pointless. Media studies and entertainment. Hey, I'm one of the. I good can't ones. believe you're allowed to do that at university. Oh yeah, you're allowed to do a lot lot of things at university. But what university did you go to? University of Portsmouth. Oh, I mean, it just gets better, doesn't it? <laughs> good God. <laughs> 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 I mean, do they go on university challenge often? I really don't know. It used to be a polytechnic in the 90s. You shock me. I assume before that it was some form of swimming hall. I think it was just a crater from where it was bombed. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway. Uh, Let's let's move on to... We have to talk about Brexit. I really don't want to. I I fundamentally despise... Brexit. I, I don't think a lot of people will still comprehend what it's about. Um, but we have officially, uh, we haven't officially left, but we have officially uh, gone to a point of no return. Yeah, we now. signed the deal, haven't we? Yes. And so yesterday was uh, the 31st of uh, January. That was the day where just the most moronic of individuals went out to London to not give Burko a peerage or something. I'm not sure what they were doing. Um, what are your thoughts? Because Jacob Rees-Mogg has been deleting tweets. Yeah. Uh, about his um, about saying things like "no deal is better than a bad deal." Oh wow! And all of this he's been deleting. Yeah. Surprise me. Well, so yeah. my question is: Are we already seeing? people attempt to rewrite history well yeah i mean especially with, with online things you're always going to have that people can edit those like shit but we've seen uh, more and more articles coming out mm. about how oh it's i mean the the remainers have to take some of the blame for this and uh, you've got people who've said for the past three years have attempted to rewrite history saying, oh, no, we, we said this all along and this is what people oh, wrote for and everything. it's never going to be the Brexiteers' fault. Never, ever. Uh, like, they uh, are not going to ever admit to any culpability. Even when, like, the shit really hits the fan, it's going to be the EU's fault for being intransigent and etc. Then it's going to be Remainers' fault for, for blocking something or, you know, they're going to come up with all the excuses. What did you feel about, did you see the video of uh, the Brexit Party MEPs? Oh my God. How, yeah. how, how, did, how did that make you feel? Sick. Yeah? I, I, it's just on the world, not on the world stage, sorry, the EU stage, 
we look like a bunch of children. A bunch, <laughs> so, uh, no offence to children, but like a bunch of children <laughs> just like going like, eh, this is our moment to like pull our trousers down and show our asses. And, that, and the rest, the rest of the, the, rest of the uh, nations uh, treated it with a sense of grace and hope we'll come back. Yeah, I think, I think the EU showed a touch of decorum they're so classy they're so dignified yeah. and it's so embarrassing what we've done and i really hope they'll let us rejoin in 10 years well i think it'll take longer do you think and we'll be able to rejoin in 10 years and i mean at this point the question comes would we even want to because it's all i mean being in the eu is a good thing no doubt in that but being in the eu with the deal that we had was exceptional now, going back in and being the same level as everyone else, would we actually want that? Because mm. if, if we go back in, we will have to accept the euro. And yeah. I'm fundamentally against the euro. I think, it, I think it's a, a terrible idea based on the fact that it's not, uh, it's not uh, picked with, like, this is the interest rate. Everyone has to deal in these uh, these rules. Everyone gets their own rules, which means that you're never going to fundamentally have a working currency if you've got the, from Greece doing what they want to Spain doing what they want to Germany doing what they want. You're not going to have a functioning currency, which the EU has proven to not be really. So would we even want to go back into the uh, EU? Do you still think it's going to be worth it? I'm not good with economics. <laughs> I, for, well, for, for what we, from what you just said about the euro, I mean, that's an argument not to go back into the EU because that, very, as you say, very likely happened. But what other options have we got? We got, what was it? Uh, what, what, WT, is it World... Um, World Trade Organization, WTO. WTO rules. Which isn't running at the moment. What, is it down, like Instagram? Uh, no, uh, uh, the US refused to vote on a judge, and so uh -huh. the WTO literally isn't running at the moment. Um, so anything that uh, happens, you can't take it to the WTO because there's no arbiters there to um, deal with anything. Will it be in place in a year's time? Well, the EU is currently working on an idea to uh, get something in place. Mm. But at the moment, it's, it's basically cowboy. Uh, you've got you've got no one looking over it, and there's no real rules in place. You want to say there's a bit of dignity between countries, but there's never going to be. Mm. Um, so the idea of, uh, of us being on a WTO on that, I mean, 11 months to do a deal. How do, do you do? You have any thoughts on how this deal is going to look? Well, they haven't managed to do anything until now, so I don't think that they're going <laughs> to manage to do anything by December. Well, uh, Boris Johnson has said that there will not be uh, an extension, and there can't be an extension mm. now, because they didn't put anything in place for there to be one. So we do have 11 months. Yeah. That's it. That we, we, we're, not, we're past the point now where we can push things back, aren't we? This is the last yes. gauntlet, basically. Uh, but he does have a majority. Yeah, a shocking mm. majority. Absolute shocking. So there is a chance of him actually being able to do something. But uh, what do you think he's going to do? I think he's going to push things through very quickly. But will that not put us into a uh, into a, a, a worse deal because we're trying to rush everything through yeah. and so we're going to have to give up a lot because the... Yep. I, th I absolutely think that's going to happen. 
I'm just worried about the supply chains for pharmaceuticals because I'm on three pharmaceuticals, including antipsychotics and antidepressants. Can't live without them. My mate who's just voted for Brexit has just come back in the room. And (laughs) 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 so I swear I'm going to take all his money if um, I can't get my drugs and, you know, buy them on the black market or something. Considering one of them's an antipsychotic, you may actually take all of his money. I, mean, I believe you. <laughs> I 100% believe you on that. That's, that's, that's the main concern. I'm, pl- I'm pleased I got you now and not after you've run out of them, although that would make for one hell of an episode. <laughs> um, right, so uh, what new stories have you brought in? Right, I bought a few. Shall I start off with a, with a nice one? Just, just uh, do one. If it's worth us talking about, then we'll talk about it. Kate Hopkins has been banned from Twitter. Couldn't give a shit. Next one. Really? <laughs> I has don't she? care. Has she? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, she should have been done ages ago. It, do, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, uh, the BBC cuts. Uh, what about them? Uh, th- how many jobs are they cutting? 450 or something? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, how big's the cut again? The actual in the money amount? Well, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. One of the things they're cutting is Victoria Derbyshire. Um, not, literally. not literally. Not literally. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a show. Uh, and uh, uh, the presenter is Victoria Derbyshire. And that show has always been, at the, m- at the minimum, useful. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm not sure why they chose to get rid of that, which is there to make politics a bit more palatable for people who don't really care about politics and have done some very useful uh, articles or uh, uh, segments mm. uh, to let people know about stuff. I've been but on it. Have you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I went on it to talk about cyber flashing. It's, it's fantastic, isn't it? It's really well done. Yeah. I mean, they're like incredibly professional, incredibly well organized, etc. Not saying anything about this. I'm sure this is... Oh, no, this, <laughs> this isn't... This, this is uh, nothing like that <laughs> at all. This is, this is basically a show about me trying not to lose my mind at how much I hate everything. But you can't make jokes on Victoria Derbyshire, really. Well, then it's shit. <laughs> uh, BBC are right to get rid of her. Um, well, why would you get rid of that and not say Question Time, mm. which is just bile? Would you get rid of Question Time? Do you think, uh, just do it another way, do you think Question Time has any use? Well, more people watch it, and I think that that is the, the kind of deciding factor on whether they're going to cut things, isn't it? Because apparently... Yeah, more Victoria people will watch people being kicked in the bollocks, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's not necessarily something you want to put on BBC, unless, of course, you're doing it to a politician. Don't do Vi- violence. <laughs> Victoria Derbyshire was... Uh, it was very popular online, but I think less, fewer people watched it when it was. Uh, when it was actually okay, going. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was a lunchtime show, wasn't it? So you're not going to get the same amount of people watching it as you would do a Thursday evening, when you've had a few drinks, you get home, you watch Question Time, and you try not to top yourself uh, for Friday. I'm very bad with television, but with Question Time, it is essentially they are they talking about a subject. It's just one subject they're talking about. No, it's a a multitude of different subjects and then questions from the audience of some of the thickest people alive. And plants. And sometimes have plants in the audience. This is is another debate, obviously. Yeah, it's... it's, Are they plants? Uh, I mean, you tend to find that 
you do a bit of research and this one person who's gone viral, you go, oh, so uh, he's asking a, a question uh, that makes the Tories look good. I wonder who he is. Oh, he runs the Tories. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> How the hell did you miss this? It's so bad. I mean, from what, what I've seen and read about that, it's just... It's just Base level schoolboy error, isn't it? Well, it's, it's things like you, uh, like you, they they record in Liverpool, mm. and then they every question is uh, from the side of the Tories, and you're going, how, how? That's, <laughs> did you find everyone in Liverpool that's a Tory and just put them in? Because that's literally all of them. I don't know how you managed it. I thought you meant actual plants, and I thought, well, that would be useful because they give out oxygen, whereas these people just thieve it. Basically. Yeah, that's yes. a good point. Uh, I mean, they are a waste of it, certainly. Yeah. They should be converted into plants. That's what we're taking <laughs> right. away from this. Okay, um, let's go on to uh, something else. Yeah. Uh, Northern Rail. Oh, I was going to say that too. Yes. So uh, Northern Rail will be taken into public ownership mm. after uh, years of poor performance. Millions of customers have faced a 2.7% increase in fares this month. Uh, as the firm as the firm's lines plunge into more chaos and cancellations. That's interesting because the Tories are usually opposed to nationalisation. Well, this is uh, the interesting uh, bit with it. Are you for or against the nationalisation of rail? For. Why? Because they couldn't charge exorbitant fares. I mean... I, I mean, the, the, the government has shown that it's able to put up prices with the best of them. <laughs> uh, and, but... But then they'd be blamed. I mean, like, um, the, the fares, like, right now, like, apparently, um, a return from Swindon to London, to Paddington, is uh, £152 in peak time, and it's less than an hour's journey. Yes, uh, I mean it, it comes to a point, especially like uh, as, as comedians, you go up and down the uh, country. You're not going to be able to afford to go up and down the country if you get a train because you get paid like two hundred pound for the evening. You've chucked away fifty quid there. I mean, hundred and fifty quid for the travel, yeah. and then another fifty pound for drinking to <laughs> stop going insane. That's why I'm buying a car soon. Well, years in a few years. Soon, mate. Soon. Well, soon, soon, soon is very vague. But yeah, it's, it's looking like that because train prices are so terrible and they cut off at a certain time. I mean, if you, you can't headline a gig somewhere and then but say, oh, I need to go on early because I need to go back to London because there's a train. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, made, you made the point of uh, the Tories being uh, against nationalisation. It was one of the things that was in the Labour manifesto this year mm. about nationalising. And the Tory party said it was stupid. It was an awful idea. Where are you going to get the money from? Now they've done it, especially with this, and you've got a chance of uh, southwestern rail Good. going in the same direction as well. Mm -hmm. um, because it's called, what do they call it? It's um, operator of last resort. Mm. This, is, this is their argument, because they have in place, the government have in place a system that if nothing else is working, they will take it over yeah. as last resort. And uh, this is another example of, with our privatisation, we're fine with uh, we're fine with nationalisation if we're not the country owning it. I mean, most of our rail services are owned by uh, the, uh, the the French, Hong Kong, yep. uh, Holland, Germany. They've got because they've all got systems in place that mean they can spread around the entire world owning places. So the government actually gets some money in. Mm. Do you so? Uh, 
Would you look at uh, nationalising anything else, or is it just rail? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I think the nationalisation thing, if, if you're going to nationalise something, it's still got to be a good service, because like you said, they can just drop the funding into it and make it terrible. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you're going to nationalise something, you need people who are able to run it. Yes. Um, and what will probably end up happening, as we've seen time and time and again, is that the government will end up bringing in people to run it with the same people who ran it previously for the privatisation and screwed it all over. Mm. So, this I mean, it's incredibly easy to say that we should nationalise everything. Mm. But the absolute, uh, the, the fundamentals of whether or not you should do has to be questioned. I mean, where are we going to get the money from uh, to actually run it all? What are we going to do if we get profits? But there's always money, isn't there? I mean, you know... Yes, but there's always <laughs> money. But if we can... I mean, we're getting to a point now where this week Sajid Javid has sent uh, a letter to uh, MPs and head of departments saying we need to find 5% more cuts. Mm. and Because uh, they want to put that money into what he, what Boris Johnson's main... Look, look at me, look at what I'm doing. So schools, hospitals, and everything else. And so we're meant to have ended austerity, but we're still going for 5% more cuts, which sounds very austerity to me. Yeah. Um, wasn't, wasn't the whole thing like, oh, austerity's ended already or something? Like, I, I, I find it very hard to keep on track what the austerity status is. Well, austerity is carrying on for the next couple of years at minimum because uh, all of those cuts have already been put in. Uh, so, yeah. that's that's the thing. The, the idea that austerity ended last year, when Sajid Javid said, is what what's bollocks. <laughs> that's the that's the word I was looking for. Um, so nationalising rail, good. Anything else, good? Let's think about power. What about power? That's a, that's. It, I mean, is that, that's that's not nationalised. That's not privatised, is it? Yes, it's privatised. No, of course, because oh, I British I, Gas, yeah, uh, Centrons, if if that's one, or that may well be a, a transformer. I don't know. Um, <laughs> national grids. Oh, yeah. well, there's hundreds of energy companies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, energy companies. But, but weirdly, there's only one water company. There's only Thames Water. That is it. What, for the whole country or for... No, no, for, like, your region. You've only got one water, so you can't, like... (laughs) Well, this this is it. I mean, it's one of the reasons why nationalising the rail is good, because you can't have any competition. Yeah. It's impossible to have competition because you've got one line. Yeah, absolutely. You can't can't have two two different trains racing against each other to make a better service. So it is a monopoly on that particular line. Now, if you look for uh, broadband... Uh, um, with BT owning the majority of uh, of lines mm. now, I think Virgin actually have started uh, owning some now. Well, they've they, they, they've implanted their own fiber optics, yes. haven't they? That's what. Um, but like uh, a few years ago, because I started working for uh, BT when I was like seventeen, got sacked. Well, no, I left, pushed. Um, uh, when I was like 18 or something. But um, at that point, BT had been forced to not uh, evolve. How old are you? What, when was that? I'm 31. 
Oh, okay. Uh, so that would have been... 19... No. no. <laughs> uh, 2007? Something along those lines, yes. Um, and so they'd spent like 20 years not being able to move forward because the government had told them that they weren't allowed to because they could quite easily, because they owned everything, that would be a full monopoly. And so you had uh, companies come along like Bulldog uh, oh, and... There was some telly something. Every day you saw a new phone company and they're going to do this offer and that offer and everything. And if you read the uh, small print, it will always be all lines owed by PT. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so would you be able to, if you were going to nationalise broadband, that was Corbyn's idea. Mm. I mean, dumb idea. I, I, I dumb. Think I think at the, at the centre of the ethos, there's something good there because everybody needs access to broadband, but nationalising it is a step too far. I think, what, what would you say is the best solution for everyone to have broadband, like access to it? I mean, the first thing you need is a, is a solid regulator. I think with yeah. anything, with any, with any privatisation, you require a regulator that is actually going to have some teeth. Yep. Because um, if you don't have that, then you allow people to get away with whatever they wish. Yep. Uh, and so you'll find, uh, like, it's, it's what's happened in uh, energy, they work together to say, right, okay, uh, what prices uh, are we going to put? And so they can put up the prices as long as everyone else puts up the prices. So they can say, well, we can all make more money if instead of £20 a month, we do £30 a month. You want to do £30 a month? You do £30 a month? We'll all say around £30 a month. And then they all put it up, and then you're going, oh, well, okay, well, there this, there this, there What's the difference? There's no actual competition. Because if you work into a spot where you have no competition, then it is a monopoly. Just, well, what is it? A, a duopoly? Is it called a duopoly? I was about to say it's more like a conspiracy than a regulator. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a duopoly. Is it a duopoly? Or when two people own the market. What, what's, more than, what's more than due? Poly poly. poly. poly yeah, polyamorous. That's what they are. Polyamorous. Um, Oligopoly. Oligop oh, yeah. Oh, right, right. Uh, chance of me saying that is slim to none. Um, Oligopoly. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, what was your your third news story? Was that? Did you bring any news stories? I brought new. No, you didn't tell me to. I, I mean, I'll, I'll show you the tweets. Do not worry. I can do the proof that I did, but do not worry. It's absolutely oh, fine. God. I've got tons of. The, I've got tons of them. Um, you have fifteen pages. <laughs> yes. Um, and there was. Something that you were talking about something. There was a news story about that this week, but I can't remember. Denmark. Denmark's been having fun. Ooh. Talk about Denmark. Um, so uh, Denmark is currently uh, executing a controversial national ghetto plan called One Denmark uh, without uh, parallel societies. So what they're looking for is to get rid of all ghettos by 2030. I thought the plan was to put more ghettos in or set yeah, up ghettos. Like what? <laughs> Wow, how, how, how are they going to do that? They're just going to gentrify everything. Uh, so the, uh, it, it's, it's one that was put in previously by uh, the previous government in March 2018 and has now passed. And so it's going to be a set of quite harsh laws. So it involves the physical uh, 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 demolishing and transformation of low-income, largely Muslim neighbourhoods. Uh, residents of the areas, working class, immigrant, refugee communities uh, have said that the measures are aimed at containing as well as dispersing them. 
So mm. what 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 Denmark have done is they said, listen, we've got some poor areas. We're not happy with this. So why don't we destroy all your homes, get you all to fuck off elsewhere, and then claim that our country is delightful. But are they giving them better homes? Nope. That's bad. They're just getting them to move. Ugh. But why? Because uh, like, uh, I assume just around... Well, because if they, if they, because they're all going to move, they're probably all going to move to the same place, aren't they? Well, I think it's they're like forcing them not to move, which will destroy yes. a community. That destroys a community. Yes. That, that's what they're looking at doing, because mm. they're trying to get rid of all the communities that are ghettos. So all low working class, all of this, get them to spread around. Because at the end of every year, the Danish government publish a list of uh, the country's ghettos. At the moment, there are 28. There are 28 areas uh, where more than 50% of the residents are immigrants or descendant of non-Western uh, countries. So that is, first off, a worry. Yeah. To say you're a ghetto because over 50% of you are not of well, white, basically. That's, that's what that's saying. I, I mean, it's, 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 well, I mean, yeah, it's saying, like, um, yeah, residents are immigrants or descended from non-Western countries. That, that screams... Not white. I me. mean, that's. I mean, what's what's the definition of a ghetto? I thought it was just a poor area, a very. Uh, oh, poor I mean, it's different. It's, it's different uh, countries say different things. Mm. In Denmark, it's this. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, uh, a, a ghetto is based on the following criteria: income, percentage of those uh, employed, level of education, and proportion of people with criminal convictions. And it's because mm. of the negative connotations of uh, the ghettos in Denmark, mm. they're looking to get rid of them. Is this a way of forcing them to integrate into Danish society? Because if you destroy the community, they don't have that sense of community and they have to, g they have to sort of head towards more of a Danish community. I, I, I worry about this uh, idea of uh, forced integration. Is, is like mm. Integration is uh, an interesting aspect in a lot of countries because like in this country we talk about integration we love talking about integration oh a fire of immigrants as long as they integrate fine fine as long as you integrate mm. but at the same but at the other hand at the other side they're the same people who will always say you'll never be this yeah so you don't allow people to integrate because you say, oh, well, you could speak Danish, you could play for Denmark and everything else, but because of the colour of your skin or your parents, you will never actually be Danish and also in our it's, eyes. it's very difficult to integrate in the sense that <laughs> no matter how much I integrate with people, like most of my friends are white, I hang out with, um, you know, white middle-class people by and large, but I'm still mixed race, yes. <laughs> you know. I still My parents are still from... Um, two different countries, they're both immigrants, and I'm never going to be like white people. So they're never going to know what it's like to be me. I'm never going to know what it's like to be them. Wonderful, and by the way. <laughs> is it? Really is it great? Is yeah, mm. <laughs> it seems it. I wouldn't you pick different. You seem very happy. <laughs> no, but, but it's, um, you know, what are we talking about when we're talking about integration? Are we talking about making friends with with White people? Are we talking about um, learning, speaking the same language? Are we are we talking about suppressing our own culture and customs in favour of white culture and customs? Yes. What are we saying? Well, I mean, this this is this is the question. And so, when you've got um, so it's like in in Denmark, we've got residents of get, uh, of ghettos are subject to a different set of rules. 
So uh, they've got penalties for crimes can be doubled. Uh, certain violations, uh, which are uh, normally uh, force uh, like fineable offences, can now be imprisonment. So like in Denmark, this is meant to be one of the nicest countries in the world. Yeah. We're all so happy and everything. Even in this country. Mm. They see these ghettos and they treat them like second-class citizens, like, like they nice have. Um, I mean, the the fact that they can have a different set of rules because of where you live, uh, I mean, suggests that there is a massively, at the minimum, nationalistic undertone yeah. to yeah. what they're doing. It sounds very dodgy. I do not well, like it. We've seen the rise of nationalism. Can you think of a way of stopping it? <laughs> oh, I wish. Um. Usually, let it burn itself out. Give it, give it a go. <laughs> give it a, so you just think, just. Well, I, I want, I want a solution to, to stop it. But, but what? When was the last? Say, they say that like uh, the Nazis and everything was the last big, big surge of nationalism, like the massive, biggest. And <sighs> like, th- what? How? How did people stop that? It ended up in a war, and they lost. It burnt itself out, and I and I'd I'd, I'd, I'd I mean I would, I mean I would say a lot of things, but suggesting that a war is burning itself out, well, burning is, everything is, out, really. Yeah, it's it, it didn't burn itself out. People stood and rose and fought it. They didn't. The, you, the Nazis just didn't go. Ha! Oh, I'm bored now. But <laughs> I, I, what, I, what, what I mean, I know I know it's a rough term. But what I mean is, it got to a point where it it, it was too. Sorry, not too big, but it got to a point where it, it, it attracted other, uh, other people to to fight fight against it. Obviously, it was, yes, it was a worry. Yeah, but I don't necessarily think that we should get to a point now no, no. where all we've got left is a war. I um I, I met this amazing guy yesterday at my nan's nursing home. He's ninety eight. His name's Ray. And he fought in World War Two. He was born in Poland, mm. fought in World War Two against the Nazis as a paratrooper. Mm-hmm. Um, he was captured and taken as a prisoner of war in mm. Germany. He managed to escape. He fled to France. He was going to be parachuted into France again to fight, Oof. but he was ill and missed the mission. Luckily, the pilot, luckily he missed it because the pilot turned out to be a double agent oh. and all the paratroopers died. <laughs> and wow. Yeah, and, and so he was saying um, that he voted to remain because he thinks that the more countries are friends, the less likely it will be that there's another war. And he yeah, said that yeah. I know what war is like and yeah. I would never want there to be another war. So, um, yeah, that was awesome. I mean, he's got just the most amazing story. But, you know, I think he's right. I think the yeah, the more sort of um, friendly countries are with each other, and obviously we've just gone and shot ourselves in the foot, yeah. but um, the more alliances we make and um the more we can be on you know moderate ground neutral sort of middle grounds mm. in our countries um the less likely it will be that there's going to be another nazi resurgence yeah but i mean we've, we've seen all over uh, the eu and the world the rise of uh, the populists both on the left and the right and populism mm. as a whole, this is, this is where the uh, issue comes, it, in my opinion, with nationalism, mm. is uh, the simplicity of it. Yep. It's so easy to go, 
Hey, all you need to do is love your country, mate. You, you love your country. I love my country. You love your country? Exactly. So they don't love our country. So let's not have them. We all love our country. <laughs> they go, okay, then that's, that's, that's fine. But what do you do about food banks? Love our country, mate. We just love our country. That's yeah. it. You know, if you've got to go to a food bank, you go to a food bank because you love our country. I mean, it's, 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 it's the absolute base of uh, stupidity. But it is the us versus them. And that is the, the base of uh, where the fascism and everything else came from, is the idea of let's, let's be together, let's be safe here. And then anyone else who says anything against us, they're bad. On the plus side, Katie Hopkins just got banned from Twitter. And she was massively populist, and mm. Trump used to quote her. Yeah. So that's one Nazi out the way. <laughs> I <just laughs> complain if you talk older or a Nazi. <laughs> <believe me>. <laughs> <laughs> The thing with the thing with the Katie Hopkins stuff is that there's there's no argument to be made on free speech simply because it's on Twitter mm. uh, and Twitter, Facebook, all of these have nothing to do with free speech. Yeah. Nothing. They're they're uh, companies. That's all they are. It's like going into a bar and started calling uh, anyone of majority started chucking racial slurs. If you get barred from that, that's not against your free speech. Yep. That's that's them not wanting you in their establishment. It's the same with Twitter and Facebook. I worry that we look at Facebook and Twitter as the bastions of free speech, and yeah. we shouldn't do. We shouldn't do, but also free speech is not an absolute. So even when you're on the street, if you called somebody a racial slur, then you could... Yes, we have laws against it. Yes. Exactly. So um, this idea of free speech being absolute is is just inaccurate. Yes. Um, but, you know, doubly so for Facebook and Twitter. They're platforms, they're private companies. They have the total right to ban whoever they want. Yeah, and they should they should do more. But, I mean, then you have to look at what's, like, on social media, what's more important at the moment? Is it the allowing of uh, Nazis and hate on there? Or is it the the fact that they allow uh, uh, political lies on there? Because one will... Uh, Propagate the other, yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, they're both bad in different ways, aren't they? Oh, a uh, new story... New story. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> totally, totally random non sequitur. But I don't think the coronavirus is as bad as all the papers are saying. And I'll tell you why. Because, right, because it's 2% of people are dying from it, right? It's 200 yes. out of 10,000, right? Yes. So 2% is about the same rate as flu kills people. Mm. So if you think that most of the people who are dying are elderly people with underlying medical conditions. Is yeah. that true though? Yeah. I mean, China are covering a lot up a lot about it apparently, but that's like a conspiracy. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, but that, I mean, China <laughs> would do. Uh, I mean, it's not a conspiracy, of course China, China has done their very best to make themselves look for years like this lovely place to live. Mm. I mean, you, you see the people who, if you go into, uh, like the BBC documentary about uh, the millions of Muslims in re-education camps, Ooh, yeah. you see them trying to pay that off and going, oh no, they all just actually love China, they're, they're really they're really happy to be here, we're actually helping them out a lot, and you see the, the dead stares of these people who have been brainwashed mm. into standing there and saying how much they love China. China are going to, they're always going to... Uh, so, so you think the coronavirus outbreak is actually much worse and they're just suppressing it? I, 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 no, I, th I, I think I that think. Uh, we constantly uh, look to scare. 
And I think the coronavirus will be the same as something as uh, like SARS or um, Ebola, this type of stuff that is going to kill a lot of people, is going to be an outbreak. I mean, uh, uh, the World Health Organization have come out and said this is a global uh, outbreak. And that's the difference from the flu. The, the flu kills uh, people, certainly, but you've got it, it doesn't spread around the world based on one person going to shake hands with someone else. So there is a global outbreak, and this comes from um, I think it's batshit. I actually think, it's, if, I, if I remember correctly, because uh, there was another. Uh, 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 coronavirus or corovirus or whatever it is mm. l the end of 2019 and you'll see on Facebook and this is another thing about the lies you see on Facebook say oh they've they, you'll, you'll see they already had the uh, vaccination by the time this came out it was a different strand and so you see the lies being pushed over on Facebook and so this is a new strand of it that's killing people it's spreading around it ain't perfect you know I'd rather have the cold <laughs> or the flu. Yeah. I'd rather, flu. I'd rather have the flu at the yeah. moment. But every time there's one of these things, like swine flu, bird flu, etc., mm. it turns out not to be a thing. So I think the media do whip it up. Because on, on the cover of the Evening Standard yesterday, it said, kill a virus <laughs> in UK. Yeah, and mean, it's like, come on, you yeah, know. From the Evening Standard. Yeah, it was I like, expect a kill a virus. Kill a virus in UK. I mean, yeah, there's two people with coronavirus in Newcastle now. Yeah. Neither of them have died. I mean... They're being treated... Are, they, are they still being investigated as to what... I mean, they, they found out what it is now. They're just trying to... Well, trying to contain yeah, it and, and treat it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that the Evening Standard is... I would, I would have more confidence reading the Beano <laughs> than the Evening Standard. Uh, it's it's up there with one of the with the most useless of all the papers. I understand that people like to do a Sudoku or crossword on the train, but reading that to get your news is like looking at a magic eight ball to get the future. You know, it's don't <laughs> that along with the Metro and all of these pointless free papers that are owned by knobheads that you already know are knobheads like really like i think the metro is owned by the same people that own the mail i have a soft spot for the metro because there was an ad in it saying do you want to win three grand can you do anagrams and i went on a show and did anagrams and won three grand I so mean, uh, so I, mean I will forever. Humble brag. That that is <laughs> 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 no, just a brag not was even a humble yeah. brag <laughs> was it countdown no, I went on countdown as well. I didn't do very well. I won two, and I went out on the third. I mean, winning two is uh, impressive. I've, I've I've attempted to look at countdown before, and it hurts me head. Oh, you should you should apply. No, I'm thick as shit. No, you're not. Oh no, I am. Yeah, I mean, I just read all of this. Um, someone else writes this. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't couldn't pay someone enough to fucking do this. Anyway, that was my story. So I have fulfilled at least a third of my bargain. Sorry, yes, sorry no, about no, that. fantastic. <laughs> um, what have we got? Ah, uh, that's that's Brexit. We don't want to do Brexit again. Did yeah. you see the led by donkeys thing that they projected onto the white cloud? White Cliffs of Dover saying, this yeah. is our star, take care of it for us. <laughs> I worry that um, Remain are going to turn into the same level of awful 
annoying wankers as Brexiteers? No, I don't think that's possible. I, 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 <laughs> I, just just the the, the, I mean, <laughs> if, or I say when, when it all goes wrong, the absolute smugness of Remainers is going to make a hole in the time space. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I mean, just that, mm, you'll, you'll be able to hear that I told you so from China. I think it's... Um, it's largely a class war, really. Yeah, I, I don't think like there, there re- you had people like uh, the EU Supergirl. Yeah, Magdalene Magdalena I, Kay. Who? I would have had Brexit just to shut her up. <laughs> the absolute audacity of these assholes who are going along, going, "Oh yeah, we're we're doing this to stay in the EU." No, you're not. You're doing this for fame. You're doing this for absolute. This this is your fifteen minutes. Doing, oh, yes, doing these terrible songs, understanding that love rhymes with above. Fuck off. Remain uh, just... It's, Remain were like the uh, Corbyn supporters, mm. the majority, because they were a bunch of assholes who took moral superiority for no backing of intelligence. I'm a Corbyn if, supporter. Oh, I mean, <laughs> Corbyn supporter and Remain. Good oh God. <laughs> you you truly are him. winning. Oh, I love him. I, I think, it, I, I, I mean, what a what an asshole. If you want, <laughs> if you want a good laugh, yeah. if, can I say this to the camera? If you want a good laugh, uh, Google love song for Jeremy Corbyn, Ariane Shireen. My friend John over there mm. Um, played Jeremy Corbyn in a music video where I I wangle my way into his house by pretending to be a refugee. I have hot sex with him. Um, eventually proposes to me. We get married. I think I've seen this. I have the core baby. So I give birth. Um, I'm actually in labour. And... Uh. Uh, then um, there's a terrible accident and he tragically dies. I, I, I think I might have blocked it out. <laughs> That's quite a video. It really is. Yeah. And you get to see me in my pants. So uh, oh. No, you don't need to. You're married. But, you know, <laughs> you can watch it. <laughs> I, I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's my uh, problem with the left as a whole. Um, mm. if, you, if you want to back with facts, wonderful. Mm. If you just want to say, oh, it's better to do this. Why? Well, it just is. Yep. No. I, I can't. I can't be bothered. Um, there has been some very good uh, Brexit commentators over the past three years. People like uh, Ian Dunt, uh, uh, David. He's a Remainer. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I voted Remain. I wanted Remain. I just hate Remainers. Um, <laughs> oh, like people like uh, Ian Dunt. If you read what he's uh, what he's doing, you know, going. Yeah, okay, just in time. This is an important thing. Look at everything that he's been writing, fantastic. And then you've got people like uh, like Femi, who knows his stuff, but good God, what an attention-seeking prick. Uh, the uh, EU Supergirl, uh, Dr. Mike, who wants to be the new fucking Che Guevara. All the, you're just there going, fuck off. Every single one of you is... Fuck off. I'm You're worrying. the same as fucking Mark <laughs> Francois, man. I'm worrying that Twitter is not good for your blood pressure. <laughs> oh, I mean, very, very little is, I'll be honest with you. I just, I, and the thing is, I don't follow any of them, but they still come up mm. all the time. It's the same, like, I, I don't follow, uh, I, I never followed uh, Pierce Morgan. I see people retweet. up every fucking two seconds. Stop, yeah. stop retweeting yeah. knobheads. Where was we? 
Well, where, where, where were we? Let's speak English while <laughs> we're, we're talking here. Talking about Brexit, and then this yeah, happened. no, I'm I'm moving past that one. Yeah, um, yes, uh, a report by the Independent Migration uh, Advisory Committee, published on Tuesday, gave the first detailed look into how the UK's immigration system will look after Brexit. So it is about Brexit, but a different side of it. Okay. Uh, this is uh, their suggestion was a mixture of point-based system. And uh, so they didn't think a, a fully appointed based system would work. And so they, uh, what they were looking for is uh, with a job and a points based system for the coming of the UK. So uh, have what we currently have at the moment and also half of it have a point based system. Okay, which other countries have a point based system apart from Australia? Apparently. Um, you seem like you know, sorry. <laughs> apparently they've lowered. The salary requirement uh, from 30 to about 25. Uh, 25, <coughs> 600. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, well, that's the suggestion. Uh, it hasn't actually been done. Um, but you're still there. All, all of this, uh, saying well, uh, a minimum of 26,000, uh, 25,600, all you're doing is putting a value on human life. Mm. That's all you're doing. The point-based system is putting a value on human life. You're yeah. saying, well, uh, you're a nurse. You're only earning 20,000. You do not get to come in here. A, a teacher who isn't earning that much. Someone who's caring for your, your old and should be dead already gran. Don't Kill them all at 75. Kill everyone at 75. No, um, my Then we don't need to worry me. about immigration at all. My grand's the, great. The thing is, we've always put a metric on value of people like that, haven't we? It, it, is, is the problem that or is the problem that we're, 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 we're measuring wrong? Because nurses are incredibly important and underpaid. Well, what would how would you do a point-based system then? <sighs> That's a big question. That's incredibly uh, like what's needed at the time. I mean, I, 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 I really don't know why why you're on here if not to solve all the fucking <laughs> issues. <laughs> well, nurses have and you teachers. not watched any of these before? I nurses have. and teachers, very important. Yes. Um, and also, nurses and teachers will always have a job. So I think that we should lower. Um, the threshold, like to maybe 20 for nurses and teachers mm. um, and for people who are really crucial for society. Yep. Um, because those people, I mean, what they're trying to avoid is people coming here not having jobs and being on benefits um, because they feel that that takes out of our society. So, but if they had nurses and teachers here, like unlimited nurses and teachers, they will always have employment. So it's not like they will ever really be on benefits. Yeah. So we, have a, we have an aging population. How are they, how are they always... Uh, I mean, nurses, certainly, because you always need nurses. But teachers, we won't have enough children by the end of it. That's how also, people aren't having children so much anymore. That's yes, that's but I tell you who are having children, immigrants yeah. are having children. Well, yes, so we need uh, them to repopulate our population. Uh, Ian Duncan Smith, who is uh, one of the worst pieces of shit you'll find yep. everyone keeps on asking what happened to uh, white dog shit him <laughs> uh, they, they all got together and created a knobhead and that's him um, did you know he's a quarter Japanese no way yeah 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 is he turning Japanese yeah. is he turning Japanese does he really think so um, oh, see I can do jokes oh, I can do jokes <laughs> <laughs> not, not all just political rants um 
But uh, he, uh, in Duncan Smith, came out with uh, an argument that uh, one of the problems that we face at the moment is that 80% of new children born in this country are born to immigrant children. Where is that well, a problem? Immigrant, it's not. It's not. It's it's absolutely needed by the point that you said. We're at a point where uh, the only people who are actually having children are. Um, are immigrants coming over here and trying to create a life for themselves? That's what it fucking should. Uh, it's it's a whole idea of uh, what uh, the best immigration can do. Would you have free movement for the entire world? Well, I think that would be nice if people were going to just move around uniformly, yeah. but they don't. <laughs> so I. It's a bit of a big. Big question, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's one of the it's one of the arguments that uh, people who are against immigration use, uh, which is like, I mean, I'm I'm for free movement for the UK and the EU. You well, know, well, if it's so good, why don't you just uh, have free movement for everywhere? Well, I think I think to be honest, actually, the UK can hold a lot more people than it has currently, yeah. um, but there there's going to be a limit. Well, surely there's a limit with with the amount of agricultural produce that we can produce. Yeah, we don't make enough for ourselves at the moment. Yeah, uh, this is so the this is the big worry. This is a very weird uh, how how we're populated. I'm not saying we should kick people out. Uh, I'm just alluding to it. No, I'm joking. This is mean tattoos and a bald head, mate. I wouldn't start going with that either. I mean, they're red yeah. flags, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 just odd. I mean, uh, I, I I like this idea that oh, oh, is that true? Is that across the board? Like indigenous population of this country is have are having less kids. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. Look, I've only had but one. That's that's oh, over. It's that's, over there. <laughs> that, that's over a, a lot of the Western world. Yeah, that's good. Uh, because uh, as as uh, your life gets better, you don't have to have as many kids. You will have kids in later life. So around uh, like mid thirties to forties. You don't need to have seven kids to hope that they all survive. I thought you were going to say, as your life gets better, you don't want to ruin it with children. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that, no, that's good because what will happen is you have people coming to this country from outside the country, having kids, setting up a life, and eventually we all just become less, hopefully, less indigenous, less, mm -hmm. less white, a bit more tolerable. And maybe how many generations down the line we won't be, we won't be as, well, what would you, what would you call it? Cunts. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Uh, do you have anything to plug as we're heading to the end of this? You can look into the camera for this. Yes. Hello. Um, my book, How to Live to 100, is out on the 1st of October. My book, Talk Yourself Better About Therapy, is out now. And if you want a good laugh, uh, type in Love Song for Jeremy Corbyn, Ariane Shireen. They'll all be below the, the video, all the links. Thank yourself. you. Oh, uh, nothing to plug uh, apart from my show, Will Preston Can't Face Reality, coming to Leicester Comedy Festival in a couple of weeks and other fringes. Find more information at www. We'll Will put it down at the bottom. Oh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> uh, final bit of news. Uh, according to the US Center for Disease Control and Prevention, transgender youth have a much uh, greater risk of suicide. However, if they have access to puberty blockers, the chance of suicide and mental health problems uh, in the immediate and uh, down the road declined significantly. Uh, we've also got other, uh, other, uh, prostate cancer is now the most commonly diagnosed cancer in England. Well done men. Taking that away from women as well. Um, 
Venezuelan President uh, Nicolas Maduro has proposed giving the majority shares and control of the oil industry to big international corporations, showing that socialism is such a great idea. Um, Trump's being a cunt. <laughs> um, oh, he's unveiled his Middle East peace plan, which is not going to work because it's all for uh, the Israelis and for some reason, massively against Palestinians. We should have spoken about that, really. It's very fascinating, but we didn't have time. Um, Therese Coffey, as uh, MP and uh, the Department of Work and Pension Secretary, has said food banks uh, are a perfect way to help the poor, as is killing them in their sleep, I assume. China's being shit, and I think that's it. Uh, oh, uh, the new... Um, Chairman of the Parliament uh, of Parliament's Women and Equalities Committee is uh, Caroline Noakes, and she once voted against um, marriage equality. So that's going to be fun for everyone. Um, I want to thank my guests and goodbye. <laughs>